With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the NTFC Women's Show from It's All Cobblers to Me. I'm Danny Brothers and I'm here to look ahead to a brand new season for the Cobblers women's team as we attack our second season at FA Women's National League level. Joining me to do that, firstly, is Charles Commons. How are you doing, Charles? Hello, I'm very well. Thank Hello. you, Danny. Yes, it's lovely to be here Good. on Zoom. I'm just going to put that out there straight away for anybody that might be listening <laughs> and going, oh, it doesn't sound as good as it normally does. Well, um, that's because we're on Zoom, and I don't like Zoom, but some people are only able to use Zoom, so we're on Zoom. <laughs> it doesn't sound as good as it always does, because I'm here as well, Charles, so that's uh, double the reason. Oh, <laughs> bless you. But we've got a double derby weekend coming up this weekend. We're all excited. We've recorded a preview show for the men's team. We're going to look ahead to the entire season for the women's team um, in this podcast, and we're going to be joined by guests right now. Uh, we're going to bring them in. Welcome to the podcast, NCFC Women Joint Managers, Josh Oldfield and Liam Williams. How are you both doing? Yeah, we're great, guys. Yeah, thank you very much. Very good, fellas. Thanks for having us again. That's one. Liam, we got there eventually with the technology. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> Technology's not my strong point, mate. Oh. <laughs> it's the iPhone 3, mate. You need, you need an iPhone 4. <laughs> if, if anyone's got an iphone 4 bashing around that they're willing to give up then liam is your <laughs> ha, ha, is your happy recipient of that if you can bring one along on sunday to any fields we can yeah, just massive get, upgrade. It, get, massive it, upgrade. get it guys um starting off with last season we spoke to you at the end of last season fifth place finish in the table really good um season considering especially the start that you had and to pull it all around to finish fifth was a fantastic achievement how satisfied were you um overall with that finish we were um we were satisfied i think given the start and and where we were in sort of january time despite the fact that we hadn't really played that many league games i think we managed to get six league games in before january which was which was crazy um considering we didn't really have many free weekends either um we, we felt that we had probably not done ourselves justice in terms of results up until then um and then we went on a, on a really good run and performances improved a little bit not not dramatically but they improved a little bit 
Um, we looked a little bit more of a threat, took our took our chances more often in, in games, and and ultimately got better results. Um, from that point of view, we were really happy. We, as I said, we went on a really good run um, towards the end of the season. We took thirty-one we, uh, points from thirty-three, didn't we? After Christmas, did, yeah, we did. We, we had a really good run, um, and we probably just tailed off just at the wrong time, didn't we? Because we, we played Doncaster at home at Harpole. We, we ended up drawing that game after a long winning winning streak, and and we lost a couple of games after that. I think if we'd have beaten Doncaster, we would have gone on and, and potentially finished as, as high as second or third. So that would have been a great achievement, given where we were in, in January. And we felt that we deserved that, but at the same time, you get what you deserve, don't you? Ultimately, and we we dropped away just a touch at the wrong time, and and fifth, I think, was was the minimum of 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 what we what we wanted and what we expected. We we thought we'd be in and around those positions and points tally wise, we we weren't far off being two or three places higher. Uh, so that's that's satisfying, and but but ultimately, yeah, it's um it, it was a it was a difficult first season, a, a baptism of fire early in the in the early months. Uh, especially the first game was, was a big, big eye opener in terms of the the quality and the standard needed. Um, where we actually ended up going down in the end. So from that point of view, it was a, it was a, a start kind of wake up call for us as to what we needed to do each week. Yeah, I remember the uh, hearing from you guys after the Doncaster mm-hmm. game, being disappointed in only drawing that match, and I think that's a sign of how far we've come as a women's team to be coming away from a game against Doncaster Bells and a club with such history as that in the women's game with just a draw, as you would have called it. I think that that's in our first season in that level as well. It's it's just a sign of where we are, I think, isn't it, as well? Yeah, the club's progressed a long way very quickly. Um, at the same time, we always we always try to keep ourselves grounded and you know be hungry and humble week in, week out. And that's something that's really important in our league in particular. Uh, there's, there's not a great deal to choose between a lot of the teams. I mean, last year you had Starbridge who ran away with it. You had um, Long Eaton who were cut adrift at the bottom. But on any given day, any team from second to 11th could could beat each other. Uh, and, you know, we, we, we backed ourselves in that sense to prepare well, to go and work really hard on the weekend, to go and get the results and the performances that we wanted. And for the most part, like, like Josh mentioned after Christmas, that we did that really, really well. I think maybe the... The, the relentless toll of that maybe just uh, caught up with us towards the back end of the season. But, you know, something that we've, we, we'll hopefully learn from and uh, try and hit the ground running, manage ourselves a little bit better through the season as well this time around and, and, and go even better, hopefully. What, what did you learn most about yourselves as managers during that season, like first season at that level? Josh didn't like that question. <laughs> just judging by his face, he went, oh, that's a good one. Gary Neville's gone, <laughs> No, that's it's, it's a good question. Um, I think football's brilliant because it, it, I think every week you question yourself, you question yourself over mm. everything, every decision, every every micro decision that you make within a game or within a training session, your planning, your preparation, your, the way that you, you interact with the players, that all those things come into question when you have a, a bad result. If you have a good one, you don't do it quite so harshly, but there were some results in that season, last season, that, that really made me and, and us kind of collectively as staff question what we were doing. Um, so I guess being being collectively strong was probably the thing that I found was most important or something that we, that we needed to to really harness. Um, I think we've taken that on this season. We always had that and, and winning every week kind of naturally gives you that. But when times are tough, that, that's when that's really important and, and possibly with the couple of seasons that we had previous where that wasn't really ever in question, wasn't really ever tested or pushed when it was pushed and tested last season. 
it was it was about making sure that that remained and that can easily get away actually quite quickly. Um, so so keeping the group tight and keeping everyone focused, keeping everyone, I was going to say happy, you're not happy when you're not getting results, of course, but keeping everyone focused, I think is probably the the best way to to put it. And, and that's, I think, the thing that I took most from last season is trust what you're doing and, and keep everyone together, keep keep the group together. I think from my point of view, I, I'd agree with what Josh said, but I think um, in-game management as well was was really tested uh, for us last season as well. Uh, and just sort of to expand on your last question as well, you know, playing teams like Doncaster Rovers and, and, and lots of other really, really established, well-run clubs, it's really fine margins. Um, and, and a lot of the work that you do in preparation counts towards the results on a Sunday as well. But little changes you make in game as well, get, getting the timings of it right and your substitutions right, little tactical tweaks here and there. Um, perhaps we we would maybe admit that we weren't as sharp as we could have been earlier in the season, but I think me and Josh quickly learned the importance of that and, and got a lot of things right towards the end of the season. Not not everything, you know, we, we still made plenty of mistakes as well, but we're always willing to take it on the chin and learn from it and, and, and try and improve again next week. So, yeah, that for me, that that in-game management was really, really a good, a good eye opener and something I think we did quite well come the end of the season. Yeah. Do you um do you think that maybe you learnt more about yourselves as coaches, as well as you know a- about you know the group last season <clears throat> than you did the year before when you were just basically winning ninety nine percent of the time? Because they, I, I know when we talked before, you've always sort of said, well. In a way, that year was as good as it was, as great as it was, obviously. At the same time, you're probably just playing at a step below where you should be. And therefore, I think I think maybe you talked about it was more about making sure that you kept everybody's feet on the ground and to keep everybody professional and not let them get arrogant or complacent um, with, within that. So do, do you think maybe last year was a better year in terms of your own development and and the teams yeah yeah without doubt um i think we grew with the group and the group grew with us in terms of having setbacks um we're at a point now where all of the players have been recruited by me and liam there's no one left from from before our time so at this point now everyone is is fully invested in it as signed to to work with us so that 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 for me means that we're we're in a position where we're we're pushing every week. Um, you're right about the kind of couple of seasons previous to what we to what we had last season. The focus was really easy because it was just about winning every week. It's really easy. Um, it's not easy to win, but it's easy to be focused on the overall target, which is to win every week and get promoted. Um, nothing changed for two or three years there. It was win every week, get promoted. Um, COVID made that difficult, but then in the end we got what we wanted. And and last season was completely different in that, like Liam said, everyone can beat everyone. Uh, you know, Starbridge were consistent. They were they were good and strong and well organised and they had quality, but they were just consistent. Um, and everyone else was inconsistent in their results across the season. Apart from like like Liam said, maybe a long eating who struggled at the bottom. Um, but eleventh place, well, they, they they did they um they they took three points off us at one point. Uh, and, and teams down the towards the bottom took points off us, and then as you go up the table, you, you you're kind of thinking about teams that really have useful, handy, hurtful players. 
Um, so it's it's definitely a, a graft and a grind. Um, every season is, but yeah, it, it is. It's what's the word you used it? It's relentless, Liam, isn't it? It's, it's mm-hmm. every week is a, it feels like a massive game because it is because you have to be at your best. You have to be at an eight, nine, ten out of ten to be able to get a result every week. If you're below that, you're not going to get anything. Mm-hmm. I think with with the greatest respect to Long Eaton, um, none of the other games were freebies last year, were they? You knew going into every game, it's it's going to be an absolute slog, and you're going to have to really, really work hard for everything you get, which you know should be the norm in football anyway. But it, it you know, it, it's hard to to maintain your best levels week in, week out. Um, and yeah, it was just that relentlessness of the season. But I think going back to your first point, Charles, as well about you know the the, the previous season where we won a lot of games. I think it's just different challenges, really. That season, Josh was, was probably trying to manage expectation, keep everyone's feet on the ground, like you mentioned. But we, we really found last year as well, it, you find out how strong you are as a group when, when you do lose and and how we we put a lot of emphasis on, on sticking together in those times as well. We'd have honest conversations. We'd have honest chats. Not necessarily calling people out for mistakes and, and, and bad bits here and there, but just reinforcing to the girls that we are a team, we are a family and and that means win or lose, we, we stick together and we go again next week because you can't afford to feel sorry for yourself in this league. You know, if you lose one and feel sorry for yourself, you'll lose another next week. Mm. You've got to pick yourself up. We've got to pick the group up and uh, back each other in that sense and, and get back at it. Yes, so coming on to more of the squad's situation, new signings of some cracking signings over the summer. How how do you go about building the squad when you've got teams in this league who can potentially pay a small wage and things like that? How are you finding players? How are you, is it just through contacts? How, how are you building that squad for the next season when you've got a couple of quite important players that have left the club over the summer? How are you then building that back up again with players and how are you finding these players? But yeah, it's, it's tough without a doubt. Um, you're right there. It's, it's pretty common now in in the, the level we're at, and, and in fact the level below for for the clubs to be paying, uh, and we're not in a position to be able to do that at the moment. Um, mm. So that that is a that is a hindrance. But at the same time, I think we've got we've got a good base to work from in terms of being a, connected to a professional football club, and the fact that we get the the opportunities to play at six fields, and and they're things that even the other professional clubs don't get as often as we do, or if at all. Mm. Um, so there's three or four different clubs in in the league with us that are in the same way connected to their men's club, um, and I think that you're looking at maybe once if you, if you're lucky a season you're playing at your, your kind of your stadium and we're we're looking at what, three last season, uh, we've done it once already this season and there's there's going to be sort of four four other dates at least I think so that's that's a, again a progression for us so that is a selling point in itself. Um, I think what we have done really well is is show that we can develop players um and i think that that's that is definitely a, a reason for players to come to us and it's i think a reason that players have come to us um players want to push themselves and they want to develop as, as footballers and they want that stage and i think we we do a really good job of giving players that stage and the opportunity to to show what they can do no matter how old they are whether they're young or whether they're a little bit older and more, more experienced we've got a group of players that are hungry it's a non-negotiable for us. If you're not hungry, then you're in the wrong place. And we've had we've had loads of players that have come through the door and left quite quickly because they're not the right fit. You've got to be here and you've got to want to work. We said it to you in the in the tunnel at Sixfields a few weeks ago, didn't we? That if you if you're not willing to to graft and you're not willing to put it in, then you don't belong here. It's that simple. Um, so if you are just looking for a wage, then this is the wrong place. 
it would be nice to be able to do that because I think it would it would open doors that we don't have open at the moment. But at the same time, it does also come with problems, I think, because you do all of a sudden have those players that might not necessarily be the right fit, who, who might suddenly fancy it a little bit. But from our point of view, we've we've recruited well. We feel like we've 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 done well to replace the players that that left, as you said. That we lo- we lost some important people, not just footballers, but some important people, mm. people that have been here a lot longer than I have. Uh, so from that point of view, we, it was always going to be a, a difficult task. But we I think we feel like we're in a really good position. We feel like we've recruited players that will will step into those roles really importantly and really well. So yeah, we're we're comfortable with where we are and and we're comfortable with the group. Um, we've got what feels like a really good environment and a really good atmosphere. I think we've we felt that in the last in the last four or five weeks. We had a little period like I think most clubs where a lot of players were away on holiday. A lot of players were doing what they were doing over the summer and that sort of stuff. So we had a difficult a difficult time, maybe at the start of pre season, but we we've got to a point now where we feel like we're we're really sort of clicking into gear and feeling good about ourselves. Mm. From a recruitment point of view, it's it's really it is really difficult. First thing Josh said, it's even with money that brings challenges as well but I think just just to reinforce what you also said about our environment I think that's that's probably our biggest selling point we've had lots of our new signings come in and comment on how, how much they really love the environment that they're in the intensity of training how well the other girls make them feel welcome the quality of the training that they get as well mm. uh, and, and we also do rely on on some of our other senior players don't we as well they you know they've obviously got some really good contacts in the game so they can vouch for us as well to say, you know, if, if you are thinking about moving and, and, and you're considering Northampton, they can vouch for us and tell everyone, you know, what, what a great environment we've got, what a good thing we've got going on. Um, and that, that, you know, that's proved useful for us as well. It's obviously more difficult when, when you're talking to players that aren't connected to the club or any players in any way. And you can tell them what you want, what a good environment it is, but they won't know until they, they experience it or know from someone that it is. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it's really tough, but we're pleased with the additions we've made. We've, they've made a good start in pre-season and um, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing what they can do come next week. I think also, also worth mentioning the, the pathway because I think there's loads of clubs that talk about their pathway, yeah. but our pathway genuinely is excellent. The, the amount of players that are in the first team squad and, and making genuine impact in the first team who've come through that pathway with Alex and James, whether that's through the, the age groups, like someone like Beth, who's been here since she was nine years old, 10 years old, whether that's someone like like uh, Alex or Leila who's joined us at, at 16, 15, 16, and that, that pathway is is really strong. Um, and it's not, a, as I said, there's a lot of clubs that do that token gesture. Someone's mm. broken into the first team squad. <clears throat> you'll never see them on the team sheet. Our, our girls come through and, and make impacts. They make minutes. and They tr- must have a really good FEP coach. I think it's... I think it's an interesting point because of the fact that, you know, going back to the, the the money sort of wages side of things is that we maybe don't think about the fact that that is such a pull in terms of the environment that they're coming into and how well, you know, training is run and how much you push them to improve and, and help them in that respect as well. And you're right in terms of there must be points no need to name names, obviously, because you wouldn't want to. But have there been points when basically you've you've approached a player and, and essentially the first thing that they've said is, okay, no worries, yeah, but how much? And and you've had to sort of say no, and then that's been it, non non-starter. You can't go, has has that actually happened? Or 
does your reputation kind of precede you almost so that therefore that isn't necessarily the first thing that gets asked it might not be that the player ends up joining the club but it wasn't an immediate no because of the finance situation i've never been asked that much i've never been asked how, how, how much are you paying um straight off the bat or, or it actually it's never it's never come up mm-hmm. um i think it's I feel it's it's only fair to make that clear fairly early on when you're having a conversation with a player that that's not something that we do or can do. Mm-hmm. Um, so from from that point of view, it kind of it, it then divides the people that want a beer and who don't want a beer. If they carry the conversation, then it's because they want a beer, and at that point, then we're interested. If they are bothered by the fact that we're not paying, then as I said earlier, they're not the right person anyway. Um, I do accept that as you go up the levels, that will change because everyone would expect that. That will be a standard. It won't be a bonus. It'll be pretty normal. Um, so, yeah, we, we've, we've you get a lot of knockbacks still, whether whether or not you're paying. It, it, I think one of the barriers normally is is that bravery to, to make a step, like Liam referred to. Um, it's all well and good us telling telling girls how good the environment is. It's all well and good her mates telling her how good the environment is because quite often the best recruiters for players are, are other players. Um, but without them having the bravery to to step and to to come and join us in training, I think more often than not, if they come training, then they're in because they've seen kind of what we're doing and what we're working with. But yeah, you do get plenty of knockbacks, and it's it's disheartening at times, I guess. But it's just like just like real football, isn't it? I guess it's just like football at every level. You you approach players, and uh, you only want good players. So lots of clubs are going to be approaching them. You're not yeah. going to get everything you want. So it is what it is. There'll come a time when we are in a position to to pay, and you know we might we might be flush with loads of cash. You never know; we might get a really rich owner come in from from Saudi Arabia. Who knows? <laughs> but that 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 in itself will bring problems. You know, like mm. I think Josh alluded to it before as well. You start paying someone something, and then someone else wants more, and mm. it, it's it's going to provide different challenges anyway. But you know, the, the day will come. The day will come as we as we grow. Um, yeah, it is what it is, I suppose. More money coming into the women's game. It's what we want for it to grow mm-hmm. as well. Just going to provide different challenges for managers as well to stay on top of that. I suppose that actually is a really good point, is the fact that as a club, we're still growing. It's, this isn't like something that has been, you know, 125 years old, like the like the men's side is. We are still quite a young outfit, and therefore there, there's room for so much more to happen. We're... You know, there's. You could potentially argue that there's a little mini glass ceiling at the moment because of the fact that you know there isn't the the money behind it that potentially needs to be for us to maybe reach two levels above where we are, for example. But at the end of the day, it's it's not a complete ceiling. It is something that we can grow towards and that we can we can get there. And I think really the first step towards that is the 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 step that's been made for this new season in that we've moved to Fernie Fields to play the majority of our home games. Uh, as Josh said before, there's another four roughly uh, games at Sixfields to come as well. So there's already been a, a step towards that, you know, next growth spurt, if you like. Um, and also the fact that for the first time ever, the club's going to be charging, albeit a nice little tiny amount to come and watch the girls play, but you are going to have to pay for for entry into the game this season, which is a positive step, really, because it's the next part 
of the growth ladder. How many more little tiny weird things that are cliches can I throw into this, Danny? Probably <laughs> several. But it, want. The, the point is, is that there is a step and we, we've taken that that first one for this season. Obviously, the the devs are still going to be at Hartlepool, so that relationship isn't over uh, by any means. Every time we've ever spoken, we've tried to ask you questions about, you know, playing more games at Six Wheels. The first thing that both of you always say is how much uh, you've loved being at Harpole and how friendly and welcoming that they've always been. So in, in a way, it is a really good step, but are you also a little bit sad as well to be not leaving completely, but moving on from where you've been at Harpole for the last few years? Yeah, it's yeah. You've summed it up nicely. It was it's a really welcoming, warm place, and I think one of the problems that not just we face, but I think women's football teams generally face, is the fact that that you can sometimes find yourself without home. You can sometimes find yourself not welcome in the home that you call home. Um, and we've we've been. I'm not saying that the stadiums we had or the the homes that we've had previous to to that were in that in that way, but we never have never felt as comfortable as we have. At Harpole, um, and I, I think that's that's because of, of the fact that they were so welcoming and they were so so positive about having us. So behind us, they backed us. The local people in in the, in the village come to watch us every week, and they'd never mm. previously had anything to do with us. So they backed genuinely us. nice people. Yeah, yeah, and that was mm. that was all the all the people involved, all the volunteers involved, all the local people, and you had people who I'd never met before asking how the girls are doing and asking how we thought the game would go today and stuff like that. It was, it was a, a really nice place to be, but unfortunately not, not quite in, in terms of the, the pitch grading and the, and the, and the ground grading, what, what we, what we are functioning at the league, the league has kind of grade ground, uh, ground gradings, which, um, which we had to adhere to. And, and therefore we, we had to look, uh, kind of upgrading what what we were what we were doing on a weekly basis. That meant floodlights and stands and that sort of stuff and and things like barriers. Um, and and Sylvie fits the fits the bill really really well there, and we're really delighted with that. I think I've, I'd never been there before. We played there the week, and I've had a number of people tell me that it's the it's the best pitch outside of Six Fields in Northampton. So I, I mean, I, th- I think literally think about five or six people have said that to me. So it's. It's clearly well known for being a good surface, and that suits us. It's a nice big surface. It's a nice ball playing surface, and that that suits what we want to do with the ball. Um, but overall, it is it's that next step, as you said, to, towards growing. Ultimately, every everything that we've done since we since we joined, regardless of what ground we were in, was was about being as professional as possible. And things like season tickets, things like admission fees, and things like turnstiles, and and all that sort of stuff. They're all just little steps, like you said. Um, we we do feel like there's there's little ceilings that you call the little glass ceilings that we have to break and and I think that we 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 do a good job of persevering with those and 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 working through them. Um, I think the the club backs us and the community trust backs us with, with as much as they can do, and it's just a case of of carrying on developing and, and I think Fernie Fields is a really big part of that, as you suggested there. If we can if we can gather a fan base and 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 bring people to to see us each week. People who are not just coming there because they're because it's the local park that they, that they live next to, but people who are going to come and pay money to come watch us. Then yeah, that that's a big step. I think, I think the it, fact that sorry, Danny, I was just going to say I think the fact that we we've sold season tickets and that 
there have been plenty of people showing them off on social media that they've got them, which is great to see. But I think almost the fact that you have a season ticket makes you more likely to go because of the fact that, you know, despite the fact that it might not be loads and loads of money like a, a men's team season ticket is, um, you've still paid for it. So therefore you go, I want to get my money's worth out of this and and I am going to go. And the fact that, you know, there is cover at Fernie Fields, that will be another advantage in, in you know, the winter time. I mean, you could say now uh, in, in our current summer, supposedly, uh, that, you know, even on a bad weather day, you know, you, you've got somewhere to go where you're not just going to be outside. Uh, and therefore it, it is better. It is more likely to bring people in just simply because people have already paid for it. So they're going to be more likely to go, I'm going to get my money's worth out of it. And then second of all, they're going to go and they're going to be in, you know, I, I, I'm very careful because I don't want to diss Harpo whatsoever. But, you know, the fact is, is that you're in a stadium now, as opposed to just being in a, on a pitch that is in the middle of a park. And therefore there is an obvious step up in, in quality of the surroundings and the environment there. And that will draw people in, I think. And and it, as I said before, it's been great seeing people put, you know, photos of their season ticket up on on Twitter or wherever to sort of say we're we're backing the women's team this year. We're going to be going to, you know, however many games it is that you get for your season ticket. It's going to be, you know, really really good. And I, I for one, am really looking forward to seeing, you know, the the girls play in that kind of environment. We've obviously had. You know, get plenty of games at six fields now, but this is going to be sort of the in between of going, you know, Harpole and, and six fields, and this is going to be where where we're going to be calling home, which is great. I think it, it really is good to see the step that the team have made up, not just obviously in the divisions, but now in the world, so to speak. Yeah, I think. Um... I mean, first of all, just to, to say we've got a season ticket now is really cool, really, really cool from our point of view. It's it's um, it, it's brilliant to see the, the steps that we've taken now. And I think at, at times you're right in what you're saying about us being relatively young, uh, and and it's easy f- to forget sometimes because we've 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 come a long way on the pitch quickly, and sometimes that mm-hmm. brings a little bit of impatience from us, from fans as well, wanting to keep progressing and keep progressing, but. I think the club's taken sensible steps in what we're doing now to ultimately try and make us more financially stable, secure, self-sustainable for for long success. Not not just now, but to make sure that we are relevant and, and still progressing and pushing in, in years to come. So it, it, it is a good and sensible step and I'm, I'm sure the fans are going to love coming to Fernie Fields. It's, it, it's a great facility. It really is um, absolutely beautiful surface, but like you mentioned, the, the stands as well. Um, the clubhouse itself is is immaculate. Changing rooms are brilliant. You know, it's really, really nice. So it's a really good positive step for us. It's a sensible step towards making us self-sustainable and um, hopefully that leads to long, long-term success. And, and yeah, we, we, we see where we go, but we've, we've got to make sure that we make a good success of this season. Um, we're just going to try and control what we can do, which is try and get it right on the pitch make that that home a real fortress for us as well. You know, it's we don't want it just to look nice and people to come there and enjoy it. They've got to come there and, and really dislike playing against Northampton Town at that pitch. 
we'll make it our own and um, get the fans through the gate and keep them coming back for more. That's the idea. Mm. I think it's, it's it's really exciting season. I think you've seen from from preseason already winning six out of seven games. We we'll try not to talk about lo- the last one too much <laughs> about what happened there, but. Yeah. Um, but in general, from from Charles, you and I were there on the on the six fields friendly against Cambridge. What I got a sense of was a the way that you, the style that you play really suits the kind of pitch that six fields is, and what I imagine Silby is sort of to play on, and that suits your style. But also being down in all the media things afterwards, you kind of get a sense when your squad is together that how much togetherness there is amongst the group all the banter flying around and everything like that and that must make a, a massive difference to you and what you've built over the last couple of years to, to attack the league but also to have that sort of sense of togetherness within the group as well yeah well we like i said earlier we've, we feel like we've we've had to rebuild a little bit because we lost some big characters um but we, we have we, we feel like we've recruited well, not just in terms of footballers and but, but also people, and that's that's massive for us to be able to feel like we've we've got good people, and we feel like we're in a good position with that in terms of players and staff. Um, so the players that have come in, yeah, there's 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 I could name all of them. I'm not going to name any of them because I could name all of them. All of them are good additions in terms of their what they bring to the group socially. Um, they all bring different things. Um, we've brought in some some louder ones, some quiet ones. But all of them are, are there for the right reasons. All of them are there to to learn and develop and to push each other. And, and from that point of view, we, we as I said earlier, we do feel like we've got a really good environment, a really good feeling amongst the group. Um, you mentioned Sunday. Sunday wasn't a good day for us, and, and we were we were unhappy with with how we performed, especially in the second half. But we came away from that game, and, and training last night was was bouncing. They were they were straight back at it. There was no moping. There was no sulking like Liam said earlier it was it was it was I mean in fact a couple of the players said it was the best session we've had in ages mm. um, and that just shows the type of mentality that we've got in, in the group that it's not just about about being there it's, it, it's got it that reaction was was excellent and we feel like we've got the right characters to be able to do that I think without doubt every club every every club at every level of football will have setbacks within a season and how you bounce back from them is really important and again, to quote Liam earlier, he said that if you, if you sulk and you mope, then you'll, you'll find that you're yourself on the end of another bad one. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are we feel like we're in a good position to be able to say that that's something that we're, we're good at. That's something that historically we've been good at. Um, last season, we had a number of results that we felt were were below our standard, performances that were below our standard. And the reaction to that, pretty well, it was every time, I think, um, was was fantastic, both either in terms of performance or and results. So we yeah we we're in a good place with that and we feel like we're we're in a nice place with a group a good group of people and that that makes it so much easier to work. Mm-hmm. Should probably just say that uh, if you don't know it was Swindon away uh, and the result was heavily against us. We won't say any more than that. But just for context <laughs> of what Josh was saying, um, it, it's I, I agree with you. Like there were there were times that obviously um, we're in contact with James Wiles a lot, who does the media side of things for you guys. And James would send through to me a mini match report, just the same as he was doing for the uh, Cobblers website, but would just send through on WhatsApp uh, an audio message just to sort of say, you know, this is how the game went, whether he was, I, I say he, but collectively you guys as a team, as a club, you know, how you felt about that fixture. He was always very, very 
careful with the words that he chose. Um, but you could tell when you were coming away from maybe a, a, a performance that was, I think you said was, was subpar, um, you know, uh, but then the following week there would always be a reaction and that he would kind of mention that. And so you always got that feeling that, okay, we might've had a blip, but that is essentially what it is. And I think, we didn't expect as fans next, you know, last season after going through the season before so well, we didn't expect to be, you know, doing a repeat of that in a division above. I think we all kind of had expectations that we we weren't going to be struggling near the bottom. Um, and, and that proved in the end, you know, if we'd have probably had a few more games before Christmas, it would have happened quicker or felt like it happened quicker but as you say uh is it was it 31 points from 33 or something was it after christmas yeah. um yeah. you know if, if those games were a bit more spread and, and essentially that was just the way that the women's game in this country is tiered i suppose in terms of cup competitions and things happening um then we would have seen that a little bit more from the beginning than we did, I guess, um, in, in terms of calendar timescale. This this time around, we've obviously got, I mean, it's it's similar again. I'm going to, you know, guess that, you know, essentially the league will get interrupted at some point October time for the County Cup. And we already know that the um, the, the FAW um, Cup, is that what it is? I can never, we, go, we, we were in the plate last year. I enjoy a plate, <laughs> um, prefer a cup, but, you know, why not? Uh, we've got the, is it the denominator round? Is that the, the, the term? Yeah, it's the determinant round. Determinant round, that's so it. Determine it, yeah. Winners go through to the cup if you lose, you're in the plate. That's the one. So we, we've got that fairly early on. Yeah. Um, and, and then that will decide which way we go, um, which side of that. But I mean, looking forward to this season, I mean, there's no better game, really, let's be honest, to start it off with, with a derby. <laughs> Probably for both the girls like that are going to be playing in that game, but, but also for, for the, well, for, for the, the big media hubbub, if you like around that, especially considering it's the same weekend that the men's team play them as well. So it creates this really big, you know, great sort of look, looking forward to an excitement for the beginning of the season. Obviously, you're going to turn around now and go, it's just another game and we're just going to go into it and play it. But there's got to be, because of the fact that it's the first game of the season proper and it's the derby, there's got to be a little bit of extra spice to it, wouldn't you say, Liam? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a game that we always want to win and we always want to perform well in. Um, and it's something that you know really hit me hard last year. Josh, Josh had spoken to me about it, you know, about the games against Posh. There's just that little bit more edge about it. There's a bit more pressure on our side as well uh, to, to get it right on the day. And uh, like you just said, Charles, I was thinking going into the first game against them last year, it's just another game. We've just got to turn up and, and do our thing and perform and do as well as we can. And to some extent, that's true. But you, you can't help but get caught up in the in the atmosphere of it. You know, the game, the game means a lot to fans. Uh, and that that translates to, the, to ourselves and the players as well. Everyone connected with the club is is very much aware of how important this fixture is. 
it, it comes at a really interesting time, you know, first off the bat, first game at Fernie Fields. So it's um, it, it's an excellent opportunity. Bring it to, It's a very highly pressured game as well, because, you know, we've, we, we want to get off to a winning start. We, we didn't start so well last year, so we, we're putting a lot of emphasis on trying to start a lot better this year and, you know, not play catch-up, but try and, try, try and build our way through the season and into the season by getting off to a good start. Uh, and there's no getting away from the fact that there will be tough opposition as well. I, f- I fully expect them to be challenging top end of the league as well with, with the squad that they've got. Having said that, we performed very well against them last year by the, um, the, the cup game. You know, we took four points off them in the league beat them in our most recent meeting as well. So it's certainly a game that we've we've got an opportunity to get off to a really good start and not just three points on the board, but to get one up on on them early days would be really, really nice personally. But um, yeah, we've we've got to plan and prepare well this week. We know it's going to be a tough game. They'll they'll, they'll want to beat us as much as we want to beat them too. But hopefully we're going to give the fans what they want. (laughs) That's definitely what we want. Is there a sense that you need to kind of drill even more into game plan and that kind of thing to stop them from getting sort of too too much into the kind of derby atmosphere because we know what Pasha like they're, they're physical they'll try and shit house a little bit um <laughs> is there a kind of you've got to stop them stop our, us from getting drawn into that game and focusing on our own and what you're doing and getting into the patterns of play that we like to do that how difficult is it or is it easy to get them to do that with it being a derby well, like Liam said, you, you, you can't help but get drawn into the, the occasion. Um, and I mm. think that's the case in any derby game at any point of the season. I don't think it matters that it's the first or the last or the the 15th. Um, it is what it is. It's a derby game. Whenever that comes, it's going to be it's going to be that big feeling about it. Um, ultimately, you're right. It's about who's calmer on the day. And I think that that was varied last season. We had a draw, a loss and a, and a win. Um, so we, we split the difference between the two of us. Um, and I think we're fairly evenly matched, to be totally honest. There's there's two good squads. Um, I guess contrasting styles in in a way. Um, but ultimately it's a derby game. And it's about winning your battle, it's about winning your fight, it's about making sure that you're you're matching and if not overcoming your opposition, your opposite number. And then it's about taking your chances when you can and, and being ruthless in your box and in their box. Um, so yeah, you're right. Not, not not much changes to normal, but at the same time, there is that little bit of extra, extra feeling and extra emotion about it, which does cloud things a little bit, I think, and does make it probably a little bit more messy and a little bit, a little bit further away from what you'd call a regular game. We'll we'll know about five minutes into the game when everyone's preparation is all spot on and ready to go, and then the first big challenge goes in, and then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Both game plans go out the window then. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, but that's football, isn't it? You know, they'll, they'll try and make life difficult for us. We'll try and make life difficult for them. We know each other's strengths and weaknesses fairly well. So like, it's like, like Josh said, it's going to take quality in the moments on, but, but calm heads as well. Yeah. I can't, like Charles said, I can't think of any better game to start off with. First game at Silby, first game of the season, home to posh, super cracking atmosphere. And I'm sure there'll be, Plenty of Cobblers fans coming down to to show the support. What if anybody's sitting on the fence at all about coming down, or both on Sunday and like for the rest of the season? What would you say to them to to get them down and show their support? Well, I, I think. Well, I think go on, Liam. You go, mate. I, I was going to say, I think 
um, we, we probably surprised a few people really with, you know, the, the, the quality of football and the intensity that the girls are able to bring. They put on a really, really good show. Um, week in, week out, they battle hard, they play hard. And um, I think it would surprise a lot of people as well. You know, there's some real, real quality in our squad. Um, and and we, we very much mirror the, the attitude of the men in terms of our fight and our spirit and, and how we grow ourselves organically as a club, family-based club. So yeah, we, we we'd love as many people down to come and support us as possible. It's a it's a, you know like you said, perfect game for it, isn't it? Local derby, first one there, and hopefully they'll get the bug from from watching us there and seeing what we can do. Yeah, I think away from all that, that it's just a, a an honest, hardworking bunch of bunch of people, a, a really likable group. Uh, so even from just that 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 basic view, it's it's something it feels like I think you feel like you can be a part of it. I think that's something that, that maybe even you guys have felt at times where you've been down and you felt like it's, it's accessible and it's, mm. it's something you can be a part of and something you can you can you be on the journey with us and and that's very much the feeling that we we have we quite often have people join us as players as staff as people like James who, who are not necessarily a performance role but he very much lives it he's he's the he's probably the biggest celebrator actually when a goal goes in he's the first one off the bench jumping onto the pitch and stuff so <laughs> he's wild on the touchline that yeah time. he is he's <laughs> down now and again doesn't he um but yeah it, it just goes to show that, that 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 journey's there for everybody it's not it's not a closed shop it's um it's something you can get on board with and and feel like you're close to and i think that a lot of people would would feel that i i think just to sort of adds to that with a a slightly different thing in there as well to throw into the mix is that it's the perfect environment, really. If you've got young kids that you're wanting to get into football, but you're not quite certain about whether or not you really want to take them to, to six fields yet for a men's team, this is the perfect way to start their love affair with the game. Because not only is it, you know, obviously slightly smaller there's going to be less people there you're not going to maybe feel as intimidated as a as a small person but also your connection that the the girls give to the fans is second to none like the amount of times at every game we see on social media afterwards you see people that are there getting autographs or selfies with the players and they're all happy to to go and speak to all the youngsters every single time at, at Sixfields. At the end of every game that you've had at Sixfields, there's always been kids right down at the front wanting to get photos with the players who have not disappointed, who have been there, you know, wanting to sort of give those kids a, a memorable experience having watched a game. So it's the perfect kind of... I don't want this to sound in any way derogatory at all, but it's a perfect entry level into watching football as a family because you don't have the, I suppose, the baggage maybe that men's football has in terms it's of... Risk. It's the risk attached to men's football, isn't it? Where yeah. you think that might happen, this might happen. Yeah. I think you're right. I think it's a, it's a really nice, calm environment for you for you to enjoy football so i think you're absolutely right any anyone with a young family it's a perfect place to, to come and watch football i think that's women's football generally by the way i don't think that's mm. just fun in town i think that's women's mm. football generally it's it's mm. a nicer place yeah mm. absolutely 
Yeah, 100%. Whenever I've been to a, a women's game, it's, it has been just that's the same, like, no matter what size it is, from Lionesses down to sort of grass, grassroots level, there's always that welcoming atmosphere and you've helped to create that at a local level as well. Obviously, what's been going on last few weeks with the Lionesses is going to make a massive impact in hopefully local local fans for their own women's teams. It's going to have a huge impact to for people watching football in general. So, you know, just wishing you the very, very best for that entire season and to continue building what you have built for the last couple of years. It's going to be, I think it's going to be great to be at Silby, to have the games at Sixfields and yeah, to continue this sort of story that we're building here. And yeah, just wish, just thank you for, for joining us. Thank you for coming on. Wishing you all, all the best. Well, cheers, guys. We appreciate oh, the talk as well. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah, your, no your support means a lot, guys. So thank you very much. And just, just while you mentioned there, Danny, about the World Cup, do you remember our last interview? And you, you yeah, I was going to mention that in a minute. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, what did you, what did you say again? Yeah, I said Australia. I said England. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, Sam Kerr wasn't injured when I said that though. <laughs> well, she wasn't injured today either. To be fair, uh, she, she, she looks all right to me today, mate. <laughs> yeah, she looked pretty fit today. Yeah, <laughs> no, amazing stuff. Thank you guys so much. Cheers, mate. Charles, Charles, thank you. Thank you, Charles. I'll see you for two games on Saturday and Sunday, Charles. So yeah, double, you will. Looking double forward me. to it. Yeah. Double daddy. I'll tell yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone listening, please do get down to Fernie Fields on Sunday if you can. For that, we think, 2pm kickoff. Keep your eyes on social media just in case anything disturbs that. Um, again, it's that blue lot from down the road. Uh, we'll look back on both Derby games on next weekend's, on next week's sorry, main podcast. We'll see you then. Thanks for joining us. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.